Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world or the galaxy. And welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars is the subject. And guess what? Joining me once again in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's the face of Star Wars Resistance, but on there they call him Kazuda Ziono. Here, he's simply Kazuda Blyono. <laughs> Spicy, <laughs> another name to the Blyapun catalogue. How are you? There we go. How are you, Matt? You're right, mate. Really, very good, thank you, mate. Looking forward to tonight's show. We we talk about weather sometimes, but it's over here in Essex in Brentwood. It's like Camino. I don't know about where you are, but it's hammering it down here. Oh, dude, it is proper Camino. This, this is the beauty of England. <laughs> we can have every single season in one day. And it's summer here, apparently. Or is it summer now, or is it spring? It's spring at the moment. Okay, well. It's... It, after the longest day, that's when summer starts. So we're we're still in spring. We're still in spring. Thank but you. yeah, it's it's not looking great. It's not like last year. Last year, yeah. I, I swear it like didn't rain in Essex for like uh, twelve months. It felt it, like it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was this time last last week. I was probably on a beach somewhere in Essex, if there can be such a thing, with ice cream. Yep. So for everyone listening, it's hammering it down, but we are nice and warm. But no, no need for cloning around here, Master Blywalker. What are we doing here? Mate, we are snuggled up in the indoors. It's not raining in here. I have a beer at my side. I've got a Thigston's Pale Ale. I've popped it open. It's nice and chilled. Uh, I've got my water. And other than that, I think I'm ready to shoot the galactic breeze. Yes, he's come come prepared with a pint. I've got a large cup of tea, so I'm not quite as hardcore. But let's talk some Star Wars. Uh, What is that word from the canteen? What's been happening in the galaxy to Blyas Beckett? Right, so we got we, in news this week. We got we got quite a few things to chat about. To be honest, um, first bit of news is on Solo, a Star Wars story, um, and apparently, according to the Guardian and then a couple other newspapers, um, Ron Howard blames the internet trolls for Solo's box office failure. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think I have 101 things to say about that, okay? <laughs> it's almost like saying, oh, I'm going to blame water for the Titanic sinking. <laughs> it's like, well, no, that's not. <laughs> that, that's like a part of it. It's a variable. Sure, but the, but the, there, the trolls are going to be there, right? The trolls are there for every single film, okay? Um, but no, 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 no. The, because of a few internet trolls, that is not the reason why Solo failed. The reason why Solo failed was because of an absolutely stupid decision to release the film in May. Mm-hmm. Um, Avengers Infinity War, the, the biggest film of that year, had come out, what, a month before and was still in Three the weeks, cinemas. Yeah. yeah, it was still in the cinemas as Solo came out, right? On top of that, there was, and it would be daft to to ignore this, there was some critical division from The Last Jedi. So some people were boycotting the solo and whatnot, and that's because it was still fresh in people's mouths. And plus, the average moviegoer 
I still think hasn't hasn't quite clocked on to that a Star Wars story idea, these anthology film ideas that you know six months ago they're going and seeing the, the, the skywalker saga they're seeing luke skywalker they're seeing ray and stuff like that and hang on six months later we've got a solo film these are people and most of that audience are used to a star wars film every three years and then in between the trilogy years and years and years of a gap right there i could sit here and tell you and talk to you about how solo and why solo didn't wasn't a success at the box office right mate the main blame for it is not internet trolls i'm really looking forward to hearing your opinion on it if if you don't agree with me then i've made i might have come or come across a little militant but no he's come out he's come out of the trap shooting go. that one but i just think that's i just think come on ron howard that's like i think to blame so, to solely blame the trolls is I, I don't think you could just say it was just them and nothing else i i mean this came from the happy sad confused podcast and it's like they thought hmm let's give ron howard a can of worms hopefully he'll open it which is what he's kind of done but yeah did the negative impact from The Last Jedi spill over to Solo? Yes, probably did. Ron Howard says people were going on to Rotten Tomatoes, what a great website, and IMDb and stuff like that, and downvoting the film and blah, blah, before it came out, which is nothing new because people do that to every film, which is to the fact now where they've had to actually stop, to take the public vote away. That's, but that's just one variable, it's just one thing. Do you know what I mean? If if the film had been hey. an absolutely brilliant movie, then the word of mouth would have got bums in seats. However, whilst Luke and I thought it was a real good movie, lots of people thought it was just fine, so it never caught fire. Add to that a horrendous marketing campaign that started in, what, April? Dropping the first trailer during a Super Bowl, amongst so many other things coming out that evening, was a bad choice. And when Bob Iger himself comes out and says it was a bad move to release the movie... So soon after the Last Jedi, then that's the, that's a high reason for me. No, it's, there, there's no two ways about it. To to point it at, at those guys at trolls and stuff like that is is ridiculous. It's poor planning, is what it is. It's poor marketing. And if if I had to really give a solid reason, again, it's Avengers. How can you expect, you know, families? um geekdom you know because it's all the same target market how can you how on earth can you expect them to fork out money to go see avengers infinity war which was you know marvel ain't my thing you know that but there's no two ways about it that infinity war was the biggest film of last year by by a long shot by a long shot and disney thought that oh yeah no solo three weeks later that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And the reason, I mean, I have my own thoughts on this, um, and, and they're not really, um, there's no proof to back them or anything like that. But I honestly wonder if it was done on purpose. I wonder if Lucasfilm, uh, hey, so hear me out, hear me out, right? I, I have a feeling that Lucasfilm wanted Solo to bomb in the May box office and the reason for that is because maybe there was a a push by disney to push out a star wars film every year and up until solo every single film lucasfilm produced year on year out but on a year on year out basis and over a billion dollars worldwide 
right? And maybe Lucasfilm were kind of saying, look, this isn't, this really isn't like, we, we can't keep this up. This isn't sustainable. And I don't know. I don't know if, if that's happened for, for definite or whatever. Um, but I have a feeling that maybe, just maybe, that it, that decision was a bit more political than we think. Because if you and I and, and many people can see that that decision was just plain stupid, you know, surely they could see that. Surely they could see that. Or it could be the other way around. Maybe it was Disney punishing Lucasfilm and saying, well, we're moving your film here and whatever, and that's final. Um, obviously, we, we, we hear that that December slot last year was for Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think there's more to this story than meets the eye. Um, but I doubt we'll ever get to know all the whole facts. There's so much going for against this film because we obviously had the Lord and Miller issues and the reshoot and the fact that the budget doubled pretty much, but it still made 400 million worldwide, which most films would you know bite your arm off for that. But for a star, when Rogue One made 1.07 billion a year or so before, you could forgive them for thinking they they should be making more money. But I uh, the points you raised are interesting. Anyone out there listening? If you've got anything to say on that, we think we'd love we'd love to hear your thoughts upon whether this was any not self sabotage per se, but punishment, if you will. But yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you guys it. say. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to hear what you guys say because I haven't heard that theory before, and I think that's very interesting. Mm. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. No, but it's a, it's a, it's an interesting thought, and that's what we're here for is to hopefully shake things up a little bit. In terms of shaking things up, uh, Star Wars news now. Our buddies over there, John Howie gave us a story recently about how J.J. Abrams is handling the Leia situation in Episode 9. They're basically going to be... We knew that they were reusing old footage, but they're combining clips now, so they're not doing digital doubles like we had in Rogue One. They are basically taking footage from The Force Awakens, deleted deleted scenes or unused footage, and also scenes from within the film, and they're doing what they call comp. So they are adding in wrinkles digitally. They are uh, greying princess leia's hair out to make yeah. her look older so there's because there's a time gap um and they're having a body double in like they did with tarkin and leia in rogue one having a body double in so there's a physical presence on set and they're also going to be changing the backgrounds behind them behind her uh, they didn't give any confirmation of whether they're using any shots from the last jedi or not or if they're going to have a voice a voice uh actor do additional recording but um it's i thought it was really interesting how they're basically taking shots which we may already have seen before and reutilizing them. We're not going to have that uncanny valley type thing which we have with Tarkin yeah. because it is still going to be Carrie Fisher, but just slightly altered. But um, they weren't ever going to do full CGI. So you hear this, you read this. Is, is this the best or only way they could have done it? Yeah, I think it's nice. I think it's um, a respectful way um, to to see Leia uh, go out uh, in the saga um, and that's not to say they're going to kill her off. I don't think they're going to kill her off. And I don't know. I, I think a lot of it just makes perfect sense. And, and it's nice and reassuring to see that Lucasfilm and J.J. Uh, Abrams are, are putting so much uh, thought and love into Leia as, as a character, especially concerning with, with Carrie Fisher and, and her daughter being there. You know, yeah. that, that, that can't be, you know, an easy thing to deal with on set. But yeah, I, I think it's great, and it, it only it it just reaffirms my excitement and um, my 
anticipation for episode nine for the rise of Skywalker. Uh, so yeah, it's it's great to see. It's great to see. Yeah, I'm not sure that they could have really handled it any other way, to be honest. And I'm glad they're not going full on CGI. So I'll take a body yeah. double and a reutilized facial scan. It, it, it's it will still kind of kind of be Carrie Fisher for her her last ever outing on screen and as uh, Princess Leia. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so on to other news. Now this is a little bit more out there. Um, during during the week, I uh, my manager at work showed me called me over to his desk and showed me a video. Um, and it wasn't really a video I was expecting. It was an America's Got Talent video, and it is of the brilliant. Greg Morton performing on America's Got Talent. And he's an impressionist, but he's not just an impressionist. No, he's doing Star Wars impressions and it's absolutely golden. So we thought we'd uh, give you guys a little taste of uh, what we get to hear from the lovely Greg Morton. Matt, can you do the honors, mate? Shoot. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Join me, Luke. Join me on the dark side. I'll never join you! Ah! Hello, Master Luke! Master Luke! Look and look at the door, look and look at the door. Oh, the my door. God. <laughs> Red leader to gold leader standing by. Gold leader, red leader standing by. Look out, Porkins. It's a trap. Utiwaka Loko Solo. Utu Jabawaka. Yes. Go ahead, young Skywalker. Join me and your father on the dark side of the fort. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> so this guy, this guy <laughs> is a gem, isn't he? There is no two ways about it. <laughs> that, the Palpatine that, one had me on the floor almost. Mate, it's just what a legend. What an absolute legend. I, I loved like, the TIE Fighters and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I don't the watch America's great. Got Talent, but I hope he wins. Yeah, he's got to win. But did you see what was so good is like, how the audience are getting like on board with it instantly. Um, I was reading somewhere the, the other day that um, actually – I don't think so. It's the end game as it stands. I think it's the second biggest film of all time, right? It's yes. kind of like just below Avatar. It's kind of like yeah. breathing down Avatar's neck, right? But I've heard that, and I, this could be completely wrong by the time um, this this uh, podcast is aired or, or from right now. Um, <laughs> but I've heard that actually The Force Awakens still earn more money domestically in, in the United States. Than, yeah, I think, I don't uh, know Endgame. Endgame's domestic. It's about 800 and 
thirty million or something, which is a huge amount to earn in one country. But the Force Awakens, I think it was like nine hundred and seventy-five million. Right. It was. Right. It was so they were thinking it's going to crack a billion just domestically. It didn't quite make a billion, but yeah, I mean, Endgame right. is the second. It's not going to. There's no way they're going to catch the Force Awakens domestically. I don't think. I can't see any films doing that for a while. No, no, and it, it just goes to show. Um, how much the American people love Star Wars. And that's mm-hmm. why I bring this up. And you can definitely tell that in the America's Got Talent audience. And that was proper cool to see. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was awesome. We thought we'd uh, plug that little bit of news for your sweet ears on this week's episode. And if you're listening, Greg, come on. <laughs> yeah, we want to interview Greg. Come on. Yeah, we could, if you can do impressions of us as well, that'd be even better. <laughs> I love a, I love a bit of fun news like that. I'd, I'd love to yeah. hear a a Bly impression. <laughs> oh my word, no, I wouldn't. I don't even like hearing my own voice, let alone having. To, I feel I feel sorry for people who listen to this podcast Boulder and have to dash. hear my voice. Yes. Oh. It's a, it's a silky smooth voice, midnight radio voice. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Great to be listening. Do Luke. Um, but before we get on to our main subject, we had a bit of news come out of a little thing called E3 recently i don't know if you've heard but there's a game coming out called jedi fallen order we've got a poster for it and we've got some finally got some gameplay ea released a 13 minute gameplay video unleashed it to the world and we've started now got some wicked insights into what you're going to be able to do in the game and with cal kestis the the uh, padawan in the middle of it all it's all set on kashik um the gameplay we saw is apparently about three hours into the game which would explain why Cal Kestis is, you know, throwing falls around left, right, and centre. You get Saw Guerrera, voiced by Forrest Whitaker. There's some wicked kills, which I'm sure Luke's going to mention in a minute. The lightsaber noise reaffirmed my decision to be on this planet because it's the best noise ever. The way that just comes out. Apparently, you can change the colour of your blade during the game as well, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, really? It, you can. Apparently, you can't do red, but you can still you can change the colour. Uh, okay. EA confirmed that it's not open world. It's puzzle solving. It's combat and exploration. Exploration based. You get to upgrade BD One, your little droid, and your ship. And um, there was also another trailer which showed Cal scampering up the leg of an attack walker, killing the pilots, and just having some fun blasting everyone away. But I saw this tra- this thirteen minute gameplay, and thought for the very most part it looked excellent. What did you think? So. For most of the gameplay, or, or for definitely uh, big parts of it, it definitely reminded me of the Force Unleashed games. Yeah. Did you did you ever get to play any of those? I I did play some of it, and I could see where you mean, which is why I was glad that they said this was about. I don't know how how many hours you have to pump into the game, but this is about three hours into the game, and you can tell that Cal isn't where he isn't at the same level as where he started. Yeah. It, what I like about it, so the bits that I really liked about the trailer is that it seems like a realistic Jedi, right? It doesn't seem like an OP um, Jedi or Force-sensitive like Starkiller in uh, the Force Unleashed games. Um, I, I did enjoy the first Force Unleashed, but the second one was absolutely ridiculous. Was mad, yeah. But I, even looking back, the character was just so overpowered um, for the Star Wars universe. But this seems a lot more in tune with with what what everything should be at that time you know remembering that he was already a padawan um and he survived order 66 so my my other thoughts on it were that i felt like the 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 look of the game and i appreciate the 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 this is alpha content this Mm -hmm. is alpha um gameplay 
but it didn't look as polished as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I didn't love to love it because I've watched it a few times. I've let it settle in, settle in. And I'm really excited for it. I really do love the look of this game. And I think I'm just super excited for a story based Star Wars game. However, I'm, I'm also thinking, thinking to myself, you know, uh, 10 years ago or so, there were so many more options for story-based star wars games you know last mm-hmm. week on our segment we we had uh, that uh, that highlighted because so many people were covering uh and and telling us what their favorite star wars games were and there, there was an abundance of choice yeah whereas in the recent years we haven't had any choice at all really we've had the two battlefronts a mobile game and now and now fallen order um so really i i think that if I'm being dead honest with myself, part of me felt underwhelmed. Part of me felt underwhelmed. But I cannot help but absolutely, you know, fall in love with the idea that I'm going to be able to sink many hours into a Star Wars game with a story about a character. Like, I loved that Saw Gerrera turned up. How cool was that? <laughs> yeah. How I, cool was that? Somebody on Twitter, forgive me, I don't remember who you were, brought up a good point which made me chuckle. In the scene in Rogue One, we've got um, Mon Mothra. Mon Mothra? Mon Mo- I've been watching Godzilla. Mon Mothma and Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. And, oh, oh, wow. Mon Mothma and Bail Organa. And she says, oh, yeah. where, where's your Jedi friend? Blah, blah. We haven't got any more Jedi. They've all gone. And then somewhere, Saul Guerrero's thinking, hold on, I've met about four in the last week. Kanan, Ezra, this Cal Kestis dude, and probably his boss as well. So um, I thought I'd just bring that up, that Saul Guerrero seems to have a knack of finding Jedi and hanging around with them, despite the fact that it's no, the big bosses of the Rebellion can't seem to find any. So, uh, That's true. Just thought I'd throw That's that out That's a really good point. That's a really good point. But it was good to that see him really in there. That's a really good point. Yeah, no, no, no. I like that. That's a really good point. But I guess that they're always going to be finding new ways of of telling stories, yeah. right? And, and trying to integrate the games with the current canon, which I think is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But I think um, this is – and what you've just said, that's kind of a product of, you know, lots of congestion of – canon mm-hmm. set during the original trilogy era which is something we right? said before yeah 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 and there's nothing wrong with that you know we're, all these stories need to be told you know in the eu in the old expanded universe they were just told in in comics and books and and games too um but now that it's more so there were there's a lot more types of media mm-hmm. that they're telling these stories in and, and there's nothing wrong with that it does look quality some of my pet peeves of it though was that the lightsaber color wasn't right. Did any? Did you notice that? Like the I didn't, color it's of the very, lightsaber. It's very blue. In my head, I notice it now, but um, yeah. I didn't notice it. At the time. I was too busy listening to the noise that when he maybe, it just sounds so furious when he just unleashes the saber. Maybe it's because I, I'm. I noticed it straight away, but maybe it's because I'm I'm a super visual person. So when I looked at that, I was like, the lightsaber color's wrong. You know, and I was like, I don't know, if you're working on a Star Wars game for all these years, you know, you, know, you the might. Basics, yeah. you know, you're right. Because the middle bit should be like a white, and then the glow around it is it's normally blue, the yeah. color. And they, they kind of blend a little bit, but this one, the middle of it was just like straight baby blue. I was like, that doesn't look right. I'm going to check um, this out after this. Yeah, look at it. Google it. Have a little, have a little butchers, and Ooh. and you'll you'll see. But all in all, it looks phenomenal, and it looks like the people 
who who are developing the game. Uh, obviously, there was that panel at E3. Looks like they really care about yeah. what they're making. So that's great news. And overall, the response to this game has been phenomenal. Like people are really excited for this game. So it's it's really cool to see people looking forward to um, a, a Star Wars uh, game. It's really good. Yeah, and Chris Avalone works on this, and he worked on Knights of the Old Republic, I think the second one maybe. But um, So they've, they're bringing in some of the old writers from the old games, which people loved. But, no, I thought, yeah, I'm going to go back and look at that lightsaber now. There was a few things, like the spider sort of cut his head off, and then he just got up anyway and carried on. But some, yeah. of, the, some of the action does look at once awesome. If you want to argue about would a Jedi freeze a blaster bolt, yeah, force pull a trooper towards him, and then let the blaster kill him. Uh, maybe a Jedi yeah. wouldn't do that, but then all of his mates have just been massacred. So he's probably thinking, look, that's you know, it. screw the Jedi order. I'm taking these fools down. However, yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I watched it and when he's throwing corpses of stormtroopers at other ones and it's towards spiders I was, and um, at pulling troopers and then skewing them, I thought, okay, that is quite cool to see. Um, I'm not going to oh, lie there. And some of the um, uh, combinations, the melee combinations you have to get do looked awesome. It isn't just slash, slash, block, slash. They yeah. are like you grab yeah. their arms, spin them round, cut their backs off, and all that. But uh, you could tell I'm not a huge gamer with my terminology. But <laughs> no, it, me neither. For mate. what we saw, though, <laughs> it looked pretty good. But just before we move on to our main segment, Blylo Ren threw out something last night on Instagram, which I wasn't aware of. But there is another game coming out that's Star Wars based. Yeah, it is the Lego Star Wars game, the Skywalker Saga. So this is. A Lego game that does episodes one to nine. One to nine so, being the key word. And again, lots of positive responses to that across the internet. Um, I still think Fallen Order's kind of stolen the spotlight a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's there's no two ways about it. That these these there are a lot of excited fans out there going crazy for the Lego game too. And that's great to see. That's really good to see. Um, but being able to play the whole story in a, in a linear way, oh man, that's going to be epic. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to Fallen Order just a little bit more. But the, idea, but the fact that they actually incorporate all nine games into any kind of format, whether it's Lego or not, is pretty awesome. Um, and again, episode nine, we're going to get some uh, the Rise of Skywalker of content in there. So whatever they've got cooking for us in that kitchen, we're going to have it soon in the, in the form of Lego. And those Lego games are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, they're really good fun. I, I love the Force Awakens one. Um, and they're just funny and they're, they're, they're really good to just play. Um, they pick up and play, you know, they're not, they're not too serious. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, probably keeping my eye out for that, for that on uh, release day. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick it up as well. But talking about funny and talking about slightly absurd, our main segment is absurd and funny it's going to be we are going to be uh, discussing the rise of skywalker theories (laughs) we are going to be discussing our worst and best theories that we've derived from the internet uh three each the fun part is i don't know what luke's chosen luke doesn't know what i've chosen for we know we've picked the same six each i'm not say i'm not sure anything's ever going to beat the 18 months or so that led up to the force awakens for me because the theories were incredible for so many reasons i mean who could forget Luke was apparently going to be Kylo Ren, according to the fans. Finn was Lando or Mace Windows offspring because, you know, uh, because. And of course, Snoke was definitely going to be Dark Pl- Darth Plagueis. But it was such a thrill to be in a fandom, I thought, at a time when anything was possible. Yeah, so for this episode, we're going to be throwing our 
the Rise of Skywalker theories. And these are the ones which we sourced from the into cyberspace. Or maybe we've made them up ourselves or came up with them. But three each, three best, three worst. I'm not sure, for me anyway, I'm not sure if we necessarily believe that these are going to happen or if even if we want them to happen. Uh, in my cases, some of them, in my case, some of them would just be cool if they would happen. But I'm not sure yeah. that they're going to. Not sure about Blyrector Krennic, but as we like to say, we haven't discussed or divulged. <laughs> but here we go. Let's talk. Let's talk theories now. So, Luke, what was your? What's the first one which you came up with, or you found, which is just frankly awful? So we're going to do the three worst ones first, right? Yeah, and I'm excited to hear some of these. Okay, okay, okay. So you want to hear number one, please? Okay. It's shocking <laughs> how much I see this theory. On the internet, but especially on Instagram. I don't know what it is about that social network where all these people are going crazy for this theory. Okay? It's a spicy one. Here we go. Ray and Kylo have a forced baby. <laughs> and the forced baby. <laughs> okay. The forced baby is going to be so powerful. <laughs> It'll bring balance to the force. It's just going to be called Force. That's the name of the kid, Force. <laughs> Yes, or Skywalker. That's yeah. it. Sky and, and he rises. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it's just a little one, and that's simply it. There's, there's. I'm not going to bother <laughs> telling you the other implications of that theory because they're just they're, they're crazy and they're countless. Um, but there oh. does seem to be a little community, and that's not to say I'm not totally against Raylo, right? I'm not. You know, I'm not a biggest Raylo advocate, but I'm not. I'm not anti-Raylo. Um, but a Raylo baby, like to have that in the film as well. What? How? How long is this film gonna be? <laughs> Can you imagine if they had a force baby seen... and called it Raylo? Yeah, I mean <laughs> that'd be that'd be beautiful, and it just it doesn't it just hatches from an egg, yeah. and it just comes out, and there we go from a powerful little force egg. And uh, Kylo's just levitating it in the air and stuff. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Did you change to a nappy? No, the force did. And then when the baby's crying, he can, like, have the baby in his absolutely dense chest. Yeah, and just... chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then just cuddles up to those abs and, yeah, swallow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've um, thought many times about being swallowed up in swallow? Kylo's thick chest, but, yeah. So, um, but like, lucky force baby. Hundred and ten percent beefcake. <laughs> that is what Ben Solo is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that that's my number one. I thought that was um, it, yeah. It's not not for me. No bueno. No bueno. No, no, no bueno. I would not like that. My number one. This one's been debunked somewhat, but I still don't fully believe it has. I don't. Again, I've got no. I don't think this is going to happen. Um, Pablo Hidalgo came out on Twitter recently and said the timelines don't add up, but. To be honest, the more I think about it, a timeline means nothing compared to the action. And it's Han Solo is Rey's father, but Leia is not the mother. There was oh, a big, right. yeah. big thing came out recently about it. And to me, it's wrong on every level because it makes Han that to be an, an actual scumbag. Um, yeah. Rey would have been born when Han and Leia were very much still together. We know that Han Solo is a scoundrel with a heart of gold, but he's a good guy. And, but he has done some questionable things. But this would actually ruin the character. It wouldn't be the cool, cocky, um, swaggering smuggler. Instead, he'd just be a douchebag, a cheating douchebag. And this would also change the OT and how we'd see the relationship with Leia because he'd just come across as a creep. Then we'd have the issue of who's the mother? Is she some sort of powerful force wielder of some kind that we now need to get backstory and exposition for? 
which again makes the timeline and the actual film runtime more swollen and bigger. Or is she just a nobody? Is she just a hookup? And if that's the case, here we go. Isn't it just a massive coincidence out of all the trillions and trillions of people in the galaxy, the Force chose Han Solo's illegitimate daughter to be the chosen one? Yeah, get out, get out of there, get out of town. Hot blue milk on this on this uh, Sky Wars, Star Wars news at Cantina forum said it best when he basically said Han Solo. It's true, all of it. Even me having an affair and having a little girl who I traded for beer money. No, none of it's true. It's stupid. The timeline doesn't matter because you don't need to be have a timeline for Han Solo to be a cheating scumbag. But he isn't. It's rubbish. I'm not having yeah. it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think I, I was just going to mention, like, that would just cause more questions. That would create more questions mm-hmm. and answer them, right? Because then you have to ask, like, well, was her mum force sensitive? Who's her mum? Yeah. You know, at what point did this happen? No, no, I, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. If it was, I'd I'd be disappointed. I'd no, be I wouldn't real disappointed. Remember during the um outburst when apparently he was married to Sana Solo in the comics and that was all debunked as just a cover story and a bit of um smuggling a smuggler's ruse, but people weren't happy when they thought he was already married and then hooked up with Leia. So what would they think about this? Yeah, yeah. People would go crazy. And I don't blame them. No, but I, in all honesty, I don't think Lucasfilm or JJ are that silly. <laughs> I don't think so, they are. <laughs> but no, that is, that is a horrid theory. But again, I, I have seen that one. I have seen that one um, online and whatnot. So yeah, it sucks. Not buying no, not buying it. So, you want to hear my number two? I'm excited because, again, I've got no idea what Luke's chosen. So, I mean, I'm actually okay. generally quite excited about this. Okay. So, again, this is, uh, the, I've only seen this, I think, on one comment, and I've kind of written it down. I've noted <laughs> it down uh, from, from memory because I couldn't find uh, where it was mentioned. But it was this theory, right? So, so you know, we got that poster before yes. Celebration, right? The leaked, like, toy one or whatever it was, the concept yes. art one. Right, so it's this theory that C-3PO is basically going to be full-on Terminator <laughs> in Episode 9. Rambo, and the dude is gonna be, Yeah, he's going to be Rambo 3PO, <laughs> and he's going to be out there, like, blasting down Stormtrooper Falls, left, right, and <laughs> centre, and saving the gang. I'm not buying it. And it's literally based on that well, one poster. People are like, yeah, but there's proof. There's proof. It's like, no, there's not. There's not any proof. Did we get that in the trailer? No, we didn't get any of that. There is no hint of C-3PO like shooting down fools in the trailer. <laughs> He's just being 3PO. Yeah, and of course, it, hey, if episode nine rolls around and there's a scene where 3PO just so happens to be holding someone's bowcaster and he shoots and he, like, takes out a Stormtrooper. Fair enough, right? Comes down to our favourite word, mate, our favourite word. It begins with E. What is it? Endor? No, no. Execution. 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 Endor Endor can be the magical word, but our second (laughs) favourite word is um, execution. Comes down to execution. So... Um, but yeah, that theory, again, it's not super plot changing or anything like that. But this guy was convinced, convinced 3PO was going to be hunting down people in episode nine. So I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, well, that that E word is going to come up again later on because I've actually noted down the word and I've actually noted the words favourite E word execution as well. So I've noted <laughs> there it we down. Go. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, there's also that theory that they're going to uh, they're going to go to this remote snow planet. I think re-upload C3PO's wiped memory, which includes everything from the prequels. And that's where he gets it from. There's going to be like something to do with the attack of the clones moment where he's gunning down the Jedi's, die Jedi dogs and all that. But yeah, yeah. if if three pro basically guns a bowcaster and Ray's staff and just starts, you know, <laughs> taking people down, I'm. Do you know when you think you've jumped the shark? Now, I, it would be her. It would be brilliant for a laugh, but you'd also sit there and think, what has happened? Oh the, no, the, this, this is beyond yeah. the meme now. Yeah. I would, I would feel sorry for Anthony Daniels. <laughs> I don't think he'd mind it. I think he'd love being able to ham it up. But yeah, actually, having to do the stunt work, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, I, I, I found that bad boy. But uh, that, that was a few months ago. I saw that and I cracked up at it then, and I still crack up about it now. Well, we never know. We might. You never know. That's a fun part of speculation. That is, it might still happen. My second worst one is, again, I've only got a, f- a few points on it because it's terrible. And I, I read quite recently that time travel is going to be incorporated to oh. go back in time and save Luke Skywalker. Apparently, no. they're gonna, they want some kind of world between worlds jobby like there was from Rebels in order to allow, I don't know, the Skywalker to rise. And it's kind of based on the fact that they've, they've shown it in Rebels, even though they destroyed the temple. And Dave Filoni just works for Lucasfilm is basically the criteria. Rebels did it, and Dave Filoni is a man who breathes. That's basically why they've said it. But apparently they people are kind of speculating, hoping that they can go back in time and save Luke Skywalker, which I don't like time travel for the most part. Unless it's something like Back to the Future, which is a lot of fun. I'm not a fan of time traveling films because it opens up too yeah. many plot holes. It's too convenient. Hmm, what can we do? I don't know. Let's go back in time. That means that any time is a problem. Why don't you just go back in time and so why don't you go back in time and stop Palpatine and stop everything? Do you know what I mean? Why, it's it's silly. I don't like time travel. And if they went if that if if Luke Skywalker's gonna return, if time travel's the reason, then as positive as I and we are about Star Wars, that would that would be too much for me. Time travel, because it undoes so much. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm yeah, as soon as I start to hear theories where it says like time travel and Star Wars, I do get like worried. I do feel tense because like you said, it can kind of undermines the rest of the saga, the rest of the story, um, because you can just say, well, why can't you just do that? And it's it's a dangerous game to play. And you don't really want anyone taking that sort of risk in the last episode of 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 a saga of a massive yeah. story so yeah i'm 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 not a fan i'm not a fan and it, it, to me it doesn't suit like the the vernacular of star wars what a word right it's right yeah i know that just came to me <laughs> yeah. great word. It, it, it doesn't really suit the star wars story right no, doctor who yeah. right doctor who star trek fair enough apparently the avengers and even then, I, I kind of, I, I mean, I've still not seen Endgame, so I need to, I can't really judge on that. Um, but obviously, I've seen plenty and plenty of spoilers about it. And as soon as I kind of read about it or heard about it, again, I was like, what? That, you, you're just going to time travel. You're using time travel. The way they again, did it was 
it was flippant if if you ask me. It took like five minutes to work out time travel. I was like, really five minutes? But sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah. So I I think now the hype has kind of died down on Endgame. There's there's a handful of people that are kind of saying the exact same thing, saying you know why hasn't this been used before? Um, but yeah, so I don't want that happening with with Episode Nine, not at all. No. It works in animated or in comics as long as they can explain it. It worked in Rebels, The World Between Worlds, because they then show uh, Ezra destroying that temple. The temple's gone, Palpatine or anybody can't access it. Anything that may be the World Between Worlds as we know it is gone, Never can't ever be used again. Great. So they they utilised it, show, even though I didn't like the way they utilised it, because I don't like how they just kept the Ahsoka alive just because. But that's another story for another day. But they showed the World Between Worlds gone. It's, so you can't use it again, so... Don't bring it back again. It's too simple. So, yeah, for me, that was my number two. Okay, so you want to hear my number three? Do Are we I? ready for number three? Yeah. I see, I feel like I'm like, I'm, I'm like choosing all the really stupid ones now. <laughs> In <laughs> I feel like I've really misread this segment. <laughs> okay, so, um, again, this is like really um, – this isn't a super popular like theory or anything like that but again i have seen it and i think this has kind of been in the works since the force awakens but it's actually the theory that mace windu is snoke and (laughs) that mace windu is working with the emperor right and we'll be seeing him in in episode nine mace wind don't please yeah oh (laughs) Oh, that's my vernacular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh wow. So what's this really dark. based on? So, yeah. Basically, honestly, Google <laughs> Mace Windu Snoke, and there are side by side videos, there are side by side pictures and stuff like that, saying that Mace Windu has come back from from the dead, and he's like having revenge on um, Palps. Um, and they're not, they're not, is it that? Yeah. So they're not necessarily working together. They're going against each other. I think that's the gist of it again. So, so I've not, I've tried to find these articles and and threads on forums and stuff like that, but I've not been able to find the specific ones. I've just seen them in the past few months, but this, this theory has been going since like force awakens, but as the last Jedi has come out and as even the rise of Skywalker trailer has come out, they've kind of adjusted and changed their theory and stuff like that right and it's this idea that snoke was uh mace windu probably and that mace windu's coming back to defeat the fall that is palpatine for one last time and also to kill off the skywalkers because anakin was was betrayed him and killed him right so yeah basically that mace windu's angry at everyone and he wants to just genocide (laughs) everything that went even against him it's so stupid so so just out there and not good that it that's why it goes to my final worst theory (laughs) spot i love the idea of mace being thrown out of that coruscant window and all that happened was he got a bump on his head and it just made him two foot taller that was it and just a lot angrier (laughs) that's just all that happened right right but then so these people though they they are like convinced that this could happen right purely especially since the rise of skywalker trailer 
right? They're, they're saying, well, if Palpatine's back, then what, what's, stopping, what's stopping Maul from coming back? And also, they always use that same excuse that, that everyone in Star Wars uh, fandom seems to use that Maul survived. Darth Maul survived, right? Yeah. So, you know, why wouldn't they bring back <laughs> Mace Windu and stuff because, like that? Because I've never mentioned him since. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess there we go. Maul, at least they kind of retconned it fairly soon. Well, it took about four or five years to bring him back in terms of storytelling, but they did bring him back eventually, whereas Mace Windu got, got lobbed out of a window, and that's it. That's it. He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. He fo- like, how tall was that building he fell out of? I'd, I'd, I'd hasten about a, a, good, a few thousand floors above street level. Yeah, I'm guessing that. And he could have been hit by a few um, speeders along the way. Yeah, just like an attack of the clones, that sort of thing. You could just imagine this guy just falling down. (laughs) And and he's all sparkly and electric and stuff. And they're thinking, oh, oh, not another one falling off one of those towers. Why is he he stretching and getting taller? Oh, he's he's got a large slash on his head. What's happening to him? Oh, yeah. Why is his robe gold? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This guy, this guy over here, who does he think he is? Honestly, <laughs> yeah, how I, dare he? I can't accept that at all. <laughs> stupid. It's stupid. I'll level with you. It's silly. But there but you I, go. That's, I like, the, I like these bad ones, though, because they're usually more entertaining than the, the good ones. Oh, they are so entertaining. I, which which leads us to your third worst one. Well, mine, was not really sure very, one. mine was not very funny, though. It's more it's more about execution, the E-word, and that's where it came from. I've read... <laughs> I think it was making Star Wars or someone has dropped this and I don't like it. Basically, during during one of Rey and Kylo's duels, they every time these their lightsabers clash, the background is going the background on, on screen is going to change to show a a different like iconic Star Wars location or planet. I don't know why, but apparently if the fact that Rey and Kylo have this force bond, it's apparently going to get more powerful and pronounced in that year or two whatever since the last Jedi that they can fight around the galaxy. It is again. It's all about Master Blywalker's favourite e-word, execution. But to me, it sounds patently horrific. But if it yeah. were true, could it look good? Maybe I don't know. I'm not the one doing it. However, the context is key. We haven't got context, so without context, this sounds awful. Uh, it sounds a bit daft. I'll be honest with you, actually, mate. I've I've heard something similar, and I was contemplating um, putting putting it in for my ones, and. It was, if you if you don't mind me just adding this. No, go. Mine, mine sounds similar, and then it was, it's basically like Kylo and Ray battling it out with their lightsabers, like in space, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, there's like an anti gravity fight or something like that. There's a zero gravity. Apparently, there is a zero gravity fight in the film. Mm. How they're doing I it, I don't that- know. Yeah, well, zero gravity, obviously, but where how how it's going to work? I've no idea. Like you said, we're not the filmmakers or anything, but I don't like the sound of either of those. Again, why? Well, I mean, uh, why it's just it sounds like a cheap way to shoehorn in all these places. Like, look, there's Utapau. Why? There's Dagobah. Why? Look, there's the last homestead we're going to fight in front of. Why? Is that is? I, I'm all for fan service and getting that nostalgia flowing, but if every time they clash a saber, a new location comes, like Camino. It's just, it would, it's, it sounds cheesy to be honest, and I really don't like the sound of it. However, context is key. But from we can only go about what we've heard, and from what we've heard, it doesn't sound good. Mm, yeah, I don't like the sound of it. No. I don't like the sound of it. 
Yeah. I, I don't like it either. So I mean, so, so what do we get? So for our worst theory, we've, we've got a force baby. We've got Hans to Daddy of Ray, but we don't know who the mum is. C-3PO <laughs> blasting goons. Time travel. Mace Windu's come back and he's actually Snoke. And shifting backgrounds, fighting across the galaxy, even though they're not there. There's six bad theories. And again, if you guys know any worse ones, please, please do tell us. But let's get to the good ones, the ones which we actually wouldn't mind happening. Uh, again, Luke, can you uh, take us away with your first best theory? Sure. So this this one... Again, I'm, I'm putting, I'm saying this on first because it's my least favorite. But I think again, if it's done well, I think it could be really, really cool. It's that Luke Skywalker actually di- didn't pass away. He didn't become one with the Force <laughs> like people thought, but he he basically like transported himself to maybe a, a, a different planet or different place or different realm. Okay, okay. Yeah, so think, uh, you know the Clone Wars episode with the um, the old guy, the, the good guy and the bad guy? Oh, Mortis. What's that called? There we go, thank you. <laughs> the old guy. <laughs> you know that old codger, yeah. <laughs> the, old, the, old, the old geezer. Yeah, space the, <laughs> the evil dude and the good lady, yeah. Um, <laughs> right, so something kind of akin to that. So I'm not going to, again, you know, many people have their own like twists on, on this sort of thing. But yeah, it, it's kind of the gist that, that Luke never did pass away, that that he just ended up ne- transporting himself. I don't think it's likely. But again, the way this has been written, uh, you know, you can look it up on the Cantina forum and stuff like that. You know, there are people out there that have some pretty cool arguments and pretty cool and convincing stories that, that do sound pretty good so uh, that's my one it's all about execution and i've if so i apologize mm. to you guys out there we are executioners execution because i think bringing luke back would un- undo a lot of the work that the last jedi did but who's to say that jj and chris terrio and lucasfilm haven't come up with this it could be the simplest explanation like the fact that yeah, why why didn't his metal hand fall to the floor, for example? Right. That, that's which is proof. But um, or the or like we were saying last week, and Ben Cook was saying about why does he need a glove hand if he's a force ghost? He doesn't right. need a metal hand. Right. If they could do it, I'm not gonna. If they could do it well to the point where nobody looks at each other and thinks, how how is he back? If they can do it well without an awful lot of explanation, I wouldn't be disappointed if Luke came back. It's all about how they do it. I I I'm guessing he's 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 dead and he's one with mm-hmm. the force but i'm not going to say any more on that because it might spoil one of my other theories <gasps> Ooh, well i'll take i'll yeah. take your <laughs> reins in i'm going to go on to my one then and this was actually yeah. taken from a dude on youtube called what is anti-logic who i do believe by the further into the video i got i realized this guy's actually an anti-disney and anti-lucas film which is fine that's your opinion but the theory i liked it became you know an utter tosh as the theory went on it turned into this fanboy rubbish let's be honest but this isn't going to happen i'm going to say that now but i'm interested in the idea and the belief that it would happen and the it, the basically the theory is that ray is a spy a sith spy or a dark side spy the art theory is what if ray was working for the dark side all along what if she's like a knight of ren because we don't have a confirmation that the knight of ren are actually luke's old students hence why he doesn't recognize her on Acto. because the first thing he'd say is well luke would know if she's a knight of ren because students nobody ever said that the knights of ren were luke's students they just said carlo took some students 
the Knights right. of Ren. I mean, look at Wikipedia. Apparently, the Knights of Ren have been around since the you know the days of uh, around the OT sort of time. So, or maybe even before that. So it's not a new organization apparently. But they say that she sensed the light side prince on Jakku with BB-8. She knew how to fight, which is fine. But she's a scavenger; she's got to survive. But she knew how to pilot. That's also been explained in canon. But she also, when she's on the Falcon, she's saying, "Oh, this is the Millennium Falcon. It did the Kessel run in fourteen parsecs." But she never recognised it when it was covered by a sheet for however long she lived on Jakku. She's always asking where the Resistance base is. We need to get to your base. You need to tell me your base is. Han, where's the base? She's super powerful with the Force. Um, When there's nobody from the Resistance around, she's fiercer and actually a lot darker. And in the the Force Awakened novel, which is full canon, during the duel with Kylo, somebody, the Dark Voice, is urging her to kill him. And she's acting on those impulses. She's going to slice that guy in half before the ground splits. Now, the thing that goes against it is Disney and Lucasfilm, or Lucasfilm, are not going to have Rey be the evil one who manipulates everybody. And she's not going to turn evil because it's Rey. She's not going to become an acolyte of the dark side. But in my head, I was like, imagine... Because they said there's going to be a big old twist. Imagine if the twist is that Rey was going to go dark all along and she's been, she's been playing everybody from within to basically obliterate the resistance and because he's also trying to also in the last year that they go into her relationship with Snoke and the fact that she's seen the map to Skywalker she's seen Luke she's trying to get Luke trying to draw Luke back into the fight so you know Snoke and the First Order can destroy him when when she's when they're in a throne, throne room she he's looking at Snoke's looking at Rey saying my faithful apprentice blah blah she gives him a little cheeky smile but um they, there's a compelling argument for it now I don't think it's true and the theory later goes into this more rambling and rubbish. But if it was true, it would be an absolute blindside because it would nobody would expect it. And I think it would be brilliant um, writing. And also, the Knights of Ren have recently been pictured with lightsabers clipped to their belts, which started the mm. awesome alert in my brain. The Knights of Ren, it apparently confirmed, have lightsabers. But uh, Ray is a Sith spy or a dark side spy. If that happened in the Rise of Blywalker, are you sitting there thinking... Hold on, that's pretty cool. Or are you just blowing a raspberry? Mm, I like it. I like the originality. I don't think it's feasible. Mm -hmm. I don't think they got time to explain it. And I think it would... So, you know, you've said this, and there's a lot of things that kind of back it. But, you know, there's this scene in Snoke's uh, throne room, right? Where Ray is saying, Kylo and Ray, Kylo's like, oh, you, you know, join me and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we can, you know, I don't know. Why would that happen? Because the, the argument that says seem- that he doesn't know is what they're saying. So the argument is saying that Kylo isn't aware that Ray's actually kind of on his side. And in, this, but- in, in that moment, she tries to take the lightsaber to kill him. Right. Okay. I mean, again, there's so many. You could drive a tank through the I don't know, man. floors, but. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I'd like to read up more about it. But my gut tells me, no, they're, they're, that's too complicated. You know? Yeah. And like nice you said, like, like you said, it's not in their interest to have Ray do that kind of thing. I don't think. No. Well, that was my... I mean, they, people have been theorising that Ray's going to be the baddie for a long time. But Oh, best, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, have, so they she have. may do. But that's my number one. Again, these aren't necessarily any particular orders in, like, rank, for me anyway, rank best to worst. But that's our first one. So, Luke, what's next? What you got? 
Okay, mate. So this one I, I have actually mentioned a couple times before, and it's that Snoke is from the unknown regions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and because he's been killed off, we're going to see his allies in the unknown regions or his kind <laughs> from the unknown regions Mace come Windu. in episode nine. Yeah, Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to see like Snoke's species, his kind. Uh, come from the unknown regions and, and basically uh, effectively attack that galaxy. Um, and we're going to have to see the light and the dark combine to fight off that that threat, that new evil. And that, and that's it, really. That's it. But I think that it could. There's, there's lots of ways you can beef out that theory and stuff like that. And it could be a really, really cool way to see, to, to uh, kind of like force... Force is probably the wrong word, although it is a Star Wars pun, so I'm <laughs> going to roll with it. Uh, forcing Ray and Kylo to come together to fight that that new evil. So that might be really cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's my number two. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it could. If if they're going to obliterate the First Order and have everyone come together in peace and harmony, I guess having them fight side by side, the Resistance and the First Order, would be a way of having them coexist in the future. Look, we fought together to save the galaxy. Together, why can't we, you know, why, why can't we be friends, as the old song goes? Yeah. <laughs> War, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. So, I don't, yeah, I've, I've heard it before, whether it's like the, the Yuzan Vong type thing, not the Vong, but that kind of thing, where they just come and try right. to save the galaxy. I, again, we've mentioned this before, the only thing that's against it is there's no real setup for it. So it would yeah, kind of come out of yeah, nowhere, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, how much setup would we need? Again, it depends how how they write it because it might be Palpatine's in Episode Nine, right? Yeah. They've not set they've not set that up. This is true. Yeah, supposedly, you, you know, you can always write in what is supposedly the setup. You yeah, know, I mean, George Lucas has said mentioned that. it, like books and that, and the comics have yeah. mentioned threats of the Chiss Thrawn's race. They've mentioned there are races in the unknown region or species who will who will come for you one day and the dark side presence from the unknown region from the aftermath trilogy so there has been precedent but i guess i've said it before the, the movies don't really pull from the canon all that much it's usually that way around the canon pulls from the movie so lots yeah. of people won't have heard of thrawn or the chiss or aftermath so but like you say if they can write it properly why not yeah yeah i think you're right again what what's the magic word mate execution there we go execute order 66 (laughs) (laughs) anyway i I, I guess that's on to you dude yeah my one is second one's pretty simple i've mentioned this one before as well uh basically anakin skywalker is going to return to turn the tide not physically but he's going to return the force he's going to speak with kylo or ray and we're going to actually see him or hear his voice and it's going to basically change the tide of the war kylo speaking to his grandpapa is going to be powerful for the character of Kylo Ren, Ben Solo. It ties the prequels in. It allows Hayden Christensen to return to validate his appearance in the special edition ending of Return of the Jedi. So it ties that in. It ties the prequels in. It gives Hayden another chance to come back because people want that. Yes, they do. And it would only have to be similar to Yoda's appearance in The Last Jedi. Just to allow for a little bit of wisdom, it would be a logical way to have Kylo turn if that's what's going to happen. He's spoken to Vader's mask. We don't know if that was... Him, he was talking to Anakin or Snoke or Palpatine, but I'd love it just a little Force Ghost or Force Vision or Force Voice of Hayden Christensen as Anakin speaking to probably make more sense to speak to Kylo Ren and basically have him say, Sort yourself out, this isn't the way you want to go. I redeemed myself, 
you're going to pack two. I'm not a screenwriter, so he's not going to say that, but having Anakin come back is something I'd love to see and something I think might happen. Yeah. It's so poetic that you have said that because it kind of ties in with my next theory. Go on then. This is so, interesting. Basically, I don't want, again, I don't want to still like the spotlight of what no, you no, just no. said. No, no, no. This is what we're here for. I, I, tot- I actually agree with it and I'm rooting for an Anakin um, appearance in, in Nine, uh, whether that's um, physical, visual, or even if it's just a voice or something mm-hmm. like that, it, it'd be cool to see. So this is actually a Luke Bly original theory. Sound the klaxon. There we go. So, um, right, you want to hear it? Absolutely. The Bly cool. files are open. Right, mate. So, again, I think it was like two weeks ago or something, I I mentioned the theme of duality, Mm -hmm. right? So, in The Force Awakens, we see dark and light, okay? And I I think that's kind of right, represented with with Kylo and Rey. Um, And I think duality, two, two things, is kind of a theme of this trilogy, Okay, so so bear with me and bear that in mind as I okay. as I write this. I actually have loads of notes where I've written this out, where I've had to write it out. Um, okay, so and bear with me. Okay, a lot of this I'm not going to be able to explain all of it, but here we go. Ray is an artificial being. Okay, she is not organic. She's artificial, mm-hmm. not necessarily a clone, but maybe a product of the dark side. Um, and I think this is somewhat demonstrated in her vision in The Last Jedi, where she goes up to the mirrors and she she, she sees just uh, versions of herself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this would only be plausible through a real rule of two, okay? And this is where it comes in. Here we go. This rule of two, duality, okay, is the theme of this theory. Palpatine and Snoke. Snoke is Darth Plagueis the Wise. And I believe I've already mentioned this in in previous podcasts that as the true rule of two, the real rule of two, while one lives, he can resurrect the other. And this is why neither can be killed off until both are actually dead. Thus ending the rule of two, right? And here's just a subthought, okay? Think about it, okay? Think about this. Snoke and Palpatine are the rule of two. And with the ability to resurrect each other, and maybe, and I'm not saying like, oh yeah, they just got tap each other on the head, there you go, resurrected. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm thinking it's like a lengthy process where they need someone like Ray to obtain their power, to absorb her power. But anyway, Darth Maul, Darth Maul, sorry, he wasn't a proper Sith. He, he was a pawn. Okay, mm-hmm. he learned the dark side, and we know Kylo Ren, for example, learn learn is is you know learns and uses the dark side. He's not a Sith. They've said that from the start. He's not a Sith. Okay, mm-hmm. and I feel like Darth Maul wasn't a proper Sith. Count Dooku, not a proper Sith. Grievous definitely wasn't a Sith. <laughs> Asajj Ventress wasn't a proper Sith. And here's the truth: if this if this theory plays out. I don't think Vader was a real Sith. I think he was an angry, twisted, broken-hearted person who it was makes steeped, sense. who was steeped in the dark side, but he wasn't a proper Sith. The true Sith, the real Sith, are Snoke and Palpatine. The rule of two. So the reason for Rey's creation 
was for Snoke or Palpatine to like somewhat absorb her life force, right? And then both sides of our sequel trilogy story are hunting for maybe like a MacGuffin, right? So mm-hmm. Kylo and Ray are searching for that. And I don't know what that is, okay? And, and I've heard this word used for episode nine theories a lot. So what if that MacGuffin is placed there on purpose by Palpatine, right? So Ray finds it first, knowing that he will be able to absorb her force powers or something like that and help resurrect his master or apprentice, Snoke, right? So that he becomes strong and powerful again while Ray withers and maybe appears frail, something like that, right? And then finally, Kylo finds Palpatine and he realizes the situation. He realizes that he was manipulated and used by Snoke and Palpatine all along, right? So so maybe there's like a battle or something like that. And for a moment of pure desperation, meditation and heartbreak, Ben, and note the use of the word Ben, Ben finally reaches out to the light. Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker yes. help Kylo and Rey through the Force to battle Palpatine. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how. Okay, and this would effectively end the rule of two. This would restore Rey's health, and it would kind of mean that Kylo was kind of our hero uh, when when push comes to shove, but mm-hmm. only because of the Skywalkers helping them. Okay, and. I would like it. So Anakin is the one who finally puts an end to Palpatine and Snoke, therefore finally fulfilling the prophecy. Okay. Again, all comes down to execution. Um, And I kind of see it, see it ending with Ben retreating to the mountains or something like that. I've always got to say the mountains when it comes to that. Um, I do like that. But basically to focus on what the bad things he did, repenting and kind of like reproving himself to, to the force while he meditates. And I, I could see like force ghost Anakin and Luke kind of like watching from a distance, helping him kind of thing. Um, and then Ray continues the teachings of the Jedi, uh, both the bad and the good. Um, but she's the first follower of a new guardians of peace the skywalkers um the skywalkers believe in love optimism and the goodness of people but also understand people's emotions you know mm-hmm. anger bad things and that an order especially when it when it comes to peace cannot be dogmatic so yeah that that's my theory can you say it again? I didn't catch any of that. <laughs> no, honestly. That's that, a long one, isn't it? That is a that, long no, one. That was, no, I, I say that in jest because, you know what? It shouldn't work, but the way you said it, and I don't, I'm don't, i not just saying that, it makes sense. Like The idea that everyone that came before, Maul, uh, Ventress, uh, what's that guy? Uh, Count Dooku, the other old guy. Yeah. yeah. They're not real. And even Anakin, he was, you know, he was a Jedi and taught that way. Even... But then, you could, if you think about it, if Palps did create him, did he create him for the reasons what that you said, that he trains him to be this all-powerful Sith, he absorbs his spirit, and then passes it on to Plagueis, brings Plagueis back, and then the cycle continues. It makes, that in that sense, actually makes sense. And you know what? I wouldn't be adverse to, to it. Um, I know that um, our friend of the show, old Iranian Rose, she loved the idea of duality. So I'm glad that you mentioned that as well. And I could, I can see it being something like that, something where because we're going to have to have a monumental ending, and there is going to be a MacGuffin. It's it's got to have something to do with Palpatine. I'm pretty set on that. 
Yeah. Pal- and, and something Mag- to do with Palpatine is going to be and the, the MacGuffin. MacGuffin. For sure. And then the MacGuffin can kind of like play into what the other characters are doing too. Because they're on an adventure too. And you, you'll notice in my theory, I don't mention those guys. So No, no, yeah. Do I think this is definitely going to happen? No, I don't. But it's super interesting. And I think maybe elements of that story could happen. If so. it did happen, I wouldn't sit there and roll my eyes. And that even like even like the battle from the realm, I can't, I think it was the boss Genevieve said about a force ghost battle between Luke and Palpatine or something like that. It could why why not in this theory? Yeah. Why not? We everyone thinks Anakin's going to come back. Nobody thinks Luke's gone. So you know why not combine it and have them actually help in some way to close out the saga? It's the rise of Skywalker. It's something we haven't actually really mentioned, but. The rise yeah. of some something to do with Skywalker yeah. is massive in this. There's going to be a rise somewhere. Is it Anakin rising up to put an end to this? Is it Luke and Anakin? The rise of Skywalker. They are together. They are you know Skywalker together. What uh, do you know? What I mean, What's and it again, gonna... it it it, it kind of like it reemphasizes that theory of duality, right? Skywalker yeah. means two things. Literally, they rise, right? Luke and Anakin they somewhat rise to to end this millennia-long uh, battle between good and bad, and then Ray and Kylo or Ben also um, continue continue this this these teachings, this culture. So that's what I think. Well, I quite like the theory, and I don't say that. Obviously, there, I, I agree with you in the sense that I can't see that they it would be all of that. Elements of it, though, why not? I mean... For sure. Why not toke, tie in Snoke and Palpatine? Why not validate Snoke and have him be an equal to Palpatine of some sort? But which then that that doesn't undermine Palpatine in the prequels or the original trilogy, and it actually strengthens Snoke in the sequel trilogy as well. So why not have that? And also, yeah, it it gives the the rise of Skywalker new meaning, and it also puts an end or a bow or on Ray and Kylo's story as well, because then they can then go off and do their thing. But it also impacts the galaxy in a better way. So it actually ties everything up. Whether they choose to do all of that, I don't know. But the way you said it ties the saga up. Yeah, for sure. So there we go. I'm I'm now waiting in anticipation for your one, mate. Let me take a swig of my beer. His breath is baited. Ah, let's go. There's that old uh, Thixton's peculiar. <laughs> it's um, mine is a mine's one we've mentioned before, and it's it's not anywhere near as good as yours actually. But because it, it's people, it's one we think we may think is going to happen. But it's one or the other. It's not the game. But one or the other. Carlo's going to sacrifice himself for Ray, or Ray will sacrifice herself to save Kylo. Because, nice. because if again, like you've mentioned Ben, if Ben Solo is going to be redeemed, it needs something you know huge to do it because. He killed Han Solo, which is unforgivable. So for me, there's no turning back. But he couldn't destroy his mother, but he thought about doing it. He killed Snoke so he could have ultimate power. And he wanted to kill like Luke Skywalker. So he's killed his dad. He almost killed his mother. He killed Snoke, his leader, so he could rule the galaxy. And he wanted to kill Luke, the last Jedi. So he's a bad dude. Whether even whether he's conflicted, whether he's pulled to light or not, he still has plenty of. He's still done plenty of things to be awful. Include and obviously the genocide is committed before the Force Awakens as well. So and also he he ordered the Falcon to be blown out of the sky. So get out of here. He can't just so he can't suddenly just turn good and join up with the heroes and go on adventures and pretend like none of that's happened. So it's too jarring. Mm. It's too predictable. So for me, the Ben Redemption, Redemption, 
could only come in the form of a sacrifice which allows the resistance to win and survive. It is very Vader-like because obviously Vader sacrificed himself for the for his son. But I honestly can't think of a better way or a way that they can organically turn Kylo back to the light without it being yawn-inducing. Alternatively, yeah. like I've yeah. mentioned, there's going to be a big old twist in The Rise of Blywalker. I mean, every every film's got a big old twist, but maybe it's Rey who sacrifices herself to save the Resistance and Ben, thus allowing yeah. Ben to escape the clutches of evil because he's now seen what Rey has done for him. It would be an emotional, poignant way, plus a bit of a tragic end for Rey, but it would make everything in the galaxy right. There'd be no war, no big bads, no empires, no supreme leaders, no wimpy little hucks running around. It would, it, if they're going to bring Ben back, he either has to sacrifice himself for Ray or his mother, yeah, and or seeing somebody else sacrifice himself. It may not be Ray; it may even be Leia. But see somebody sacrifice themselves in order to bring him back. It can't just be he sees that war is bad and that. The Knights of Ren are killing villagers, and suddenly he thinks, I'm not having any of this. That works yeah. for Finn's story, because Finn was a stormtrooper who saw you know, what he was doing with bad and turned. For Kylo, yeah. I can't see, because Kylo's a bad dude, I can't see him just clicking his fingers and being able to come back. So that's, for me, going to be... That's my theory, is what's going to happen at the end. One or the other is going to give himself up so the other can survive. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And I think it's... It's predictable, but... Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I do think it's predictable, but again, if they write it in the right way, then I'm down. I'm down. But yeah, I like that. I do like it, and it seems very uh, Star Warsy. Seems again, we're going to use this word again. It seems part of its vernacular, and again, it would maybe you, you'd see those like beats being here that that r- rhyming mm-hmm. that happens yeah. in Star Ring Wars. Theory, you know? Yeah, you, you never know. You never know. But yeah, I like it. I like it, man. If it happened, I wouldn't be upset. But we also asked you guys, the best damn listeners in the galaxy, for your best and your worst theory. So uh, should we jump to Twitter first and see what the guy said? Let's jump to Twitter, mate. Well, first of all, we had the lovely Eric Eilerson. Eric said the first third of the movie will will be all about Poe picking out his new scarf. It will be intense, full of drama, and ultimately fulfilling. (laughs) (laughs) Poe does look fly and dash in that scarf. Yeah, he's swaggy. He's swaggy, for sure. That's hands down happening. Well, that's it. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. (laughs) Um, A friend of the show, top man Johnny Orm from My Star Wars Life Diet, at Bloody Orm, said, uh, The Knights of Ren are the ones who have found Palpatine. And through his influence, they and the First Order turn on Kylo. He teams up He teams up with Rey to defeat Old Man Palps, whilst the Resistance, with the help of the Chiss Ascendancy, which is Thrawn species, take on the First Order forces. So he's thinking there's going to be an outside force. Yeah. But they're going again, to be helping. Yeah, again, I like that idea. I like kind of expanding the universe a, a bit. And even if you defeat them in that battle... It kind of leaves the fact that there's this other universe out there, this other galaxy out there, to kind of explore in the other Star Wars films that are going to be made, exactly. right? And that kind of makes sense to me. To me, like I'd, I, I would see that as a good opportunity to kind of lay some foundation for for future generations. Yep. Um, but yeah, thanks for sending that in, Johnny. Um, we have regular fantastic listener Katie at Katie one twenty on Twitter. 
She says, I don't really theorize. I make, I take more pleasure in seeing others and getting excited at the ones that make sense and laughing at the ridiculous <laughs> ones. So here's one I found on Reddit, which made me chuckle. Crazy theory. C-3PO is a Skywalker. <laughs> oh, my word. Made by Anakin. He will rise, hence why he has been pictured with a bowcaster. <laughs> I always, I think this might be the one that I'm talking about. I always thought it was never a Skywalker story, but some 3PO story <laughs> since the prequels anyway. He's going to go mental on this one. Yeah, spot on, Katie. I think that's pretty much, you've confirmed, you've confirmed it. C-3PO was the key to all of this. Um, who have we got next? The Force Losers podcast, at Force underscore Losers. My best theory is that the prophecy from Master and Apprentice, the recently released Claudia Gray book, that he who learned to conquer death will through his best student live again pertains to either Palpatine or Luke. Worst theory, film ends in a song and dance number like Blazing Saddles. That last one is mine. Um, yeah. Hey, you never know. Master and Apprentice threw out some wicked prophecies. There's prophecies left, right and centre. And one of them was that another one was... Something like, she who is born to darkness will give birth to darkness, or something like that, which kind of alludes to Leia or something. But yeah, that one. He who learned to conquer death will through his best student live again. Who was the best student? Was it Anakin? Was it Plagueis? Was it, did Plagueis conquer death and through his best student Palpatine live again? Which then gives credence to what Master Blywalk was saying about absorbing each other and other people's life forms. Could it be? Mm. Other than that, are we going to have a song and dance number? Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. A holiday special. Maybe. I could yeah, I could see a little holiday special thing going on. <laughs> that might be some banter. Um <laughs> then following on from that, we have Carla Wilson at Formula I Nana one, I <laughs> on Twitter. Um that, that Anakin is going to return as a force ghost with half his face <laughs> and half Sebastian Shaw's face. Um <laughs> don't think that is what the fandom is looking for, really. Old man Anakin and young man Anakin. That would upset yeah. a few people, wouldn't it? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that would really confuse people. But nevertheless, let's hear what Jumping Into Hyperspace podcast, big shout out, has to say that Skywalker is going to be a title. Give me a break. Ooh, Ooh spicy. That's the one you liked, wasn't it? Having uh, Skywalker as a title. Oh, you don't like that? Okay. 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 You've upset Master Blywalker now. Um, well, how about this one? Igor, the proud member of the Onaka gang, otherwise known as the less fun at the Ron Shan 341. Get this, for me, worst theory is that Snoke was Palpatine's unfinished clone. Fine, I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. The best theory mm-hmm. is that Skywalker is about to become the new name of the Jedi Order. Yeah. So we've got yeah, jumping that... into hyperspace, say nay. Igor, or Igor, says yay. Yeah, a lot of people seem to be kind of like leaning toward that name thing, right? Um, as long as they can yeah, write like it properly it. and it doesn't come across as cheesy I don't mind it Yeah. if they suddenly yeah. stand there and say we are all Skywalkers now I might drop my popcorn and think please take that back but it depends how they write it yeah yeah okay I, I agree I agree um, yeah fair enough next up we have Wid at Huge on Twitter saying the Emperor is not alive his force ghost is connected to the fallen death star and he can only stay in that location just like in legends how nilus was connected to his mask um interesting they've kind of gone with that in the comics of lord momin one of the old yeah. sith lords he can only he his spirit is imbued within his mask and it can possess people but 
Unless it possesses mm. somebody, it can't leave his mask. Again, I don't know if they're going to go down that route in nine. Let's see. I mean, I could just imagine like them just going around an old Death Star and stuff, and it's like kind of creepy, and there's just this. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't think that's what they're going to go. Scooby Doo down. haunted but house. You never know, <laughs> right? Yeah, it would feel a little bit Scooby Doo, like the the gang going on a mystery hunt. And I would stuff. have got away from know. it if it wasn't for you, Medicine Jedi. Um, yeah, the key bit is though, the emperor is not alive. That's the is it, it, we don't know. It, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, thank you for that, Weed. Ian Nathaniel Cohen at INC Spotlight. Whoa, the galaxy will finally see the Gungans for the cosmic evil they are. Darth Jar Jar's coming back. Wow, yeah, that is pretty much fact. <laughs> yeah. That's fact. So we're gonna see can we're gonna see Gungans Boss in going all out. Hey, big time, big time. Um, next up, we have Sohorn. Sohorn underscore Pramanik. Luke Skywalker is the father of Rey. Hmm? I think that was meant as like a negative, if I remember rightly. So they were like, hmm, no, get out of town. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. No, Rey Skywalker? Think it's, it's too... That, if, if that was the case, I think that would have been answered in uh, episode eight. Yeah, I think they would have had to bit, do, yeah, open those doors a bit more. So Moving on to Instagram... Uh, the co- the underscore coagulant top man don't really have any crazy theories myself but I am very much looking forward to how the Knights of Ren will be using the film and of course how Sidious will come into play I think we're all looking forward to the Knights of Ren and how Palps is coming back or Sidious now that I've seen the Knights of Ren with lightsabers clipped to their belt I'm just counting down the seconds to December to see them unleash a tyrant of dis- destruction with their lightsabers that one with a gun for an arm that huge axe like that, that steak knife just give them to me now. <laughs> I'm just ready for them. You're ready. You're wait. ready. I'm with We're you there, ready. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, so ne- next up on Instagram, we have uh, Sam Rorkydork. Um He says, Plagueis holds the secret to immortality, moving from one body to the next. Snoke being his last host. Snoke wanted Kylo to finish his training so bad because he wanted Kylo as his next host. Because Kylo defeated Snoke, that completes his training, and he now assumed, and he's now assumed by Plagueis. Rey will find out and use her sacred text knowledge to try and save him from Plagueis. Fire emoji sign. I'm really hoping this is where they go with the episode. I mean, it's fa- it's plausible. It's plausible. I just think the explanation, I'm just trying to think of how they would explain that in film without literally someone like sitting down and explaining that word by word. I don't think that's particularly good storytelling, unless I'm being like really stupid here. Um, well, a lot of I'm people agree with not... Sam. A lot of people agree with her by saying that the possession angle is where they're going to go. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that too. I've heard that plenty. I'm not saying it's like impossible. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. Again, maybe it's the way it's going to be done, the execution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Let's see. I, th- I think it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, they could be- have spirit bouncing from one host to the next. You're a top girl, Sam. Speaking of top girls, Kelly underscore Hoston. Whoop. Uh, day one Obviously, the Plagueis theory rocks the most. I agree with that. That's the Snowman's mm. Plagueis theory. And it's a hell of a lot mm. better than the threat of the Vong coming back. Or the Chiss invasion, which is what Johnny mm. Orm has just uh, gone gone for. So, Plagueis theory rocks the so most. Many, I, so many different opinions. Well, I know. Well, so I love the idea opinions. of Snoke being Plagueis because it works. And 
the threat, but Kelly's not a fan of the idea of the Vong or the Chiss invasion, or by the sounds of it, an outside force coming in. Um, yeah. Luke is, Johnny is, Kelly isn't. This is causing division. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> mental. I wonder, I really want to see if Kelly thinks differently after the way, what my, my second theory. Let's see. Yeah, yeah that's I, I, true. I'm totally okay if she don't agree with it. That's fine. But let's see. Let's Kelly, see. Hit Luke um, up with that. <laughs> Next up, we have another day one regular listener, Genevieve Teresa Remy on Instagram lady. saying, working on just the title, as has been addressed a lot, the really safe assumption is that Kylo Ren abandons that personality and is now just Ben Solo. But that's but then even that is ambiguous because of the fact that he's a solo. If you're being technical, mm-hmm. yeah, couldn't couldn't agree yeah. more. Um, Genevieve goes on to say, and I'm actually really okay with them going that safe route because I miss simple heroes journey resolutions in media, and I think it could be well done. That's interesting. This isn't, yeah, it is, it is. This isn't really a theory, but I do hope that Kylo Ben goes into a place of spiritual enlightenment like Ray in the Last Jedi. We've never seen anyone go to the light. And it'd be cool to see the opposite of something we've seen before with characters going to the dark side during training. And I hope when he goes there, there's some kind of meeting with Anakin and Luke. I just want these three characters arcs to come together, but I also don't think that's going to happen. I think that's a, probably one of my favorite comments. I with, agree. With the idea of like going really cool. to the light and that kind of thing. Cause we've seen, if we've seen Luke go to the dark during training and Ray, but we've never seen someone, go to that we said obviously vader being redeemed wasn't him going to the light as a spiritual enlightenment type thing you could argue that it was but this is i really like the idea of that plus the simple hero's journey and the the, the meeting of anakin and luke and you know them actually seeing that on screen i it would be a like a really nice satisfying ending it would tie everything up and i love the idea of go of like the end yeah, the quote unquote going to the mm. light yeah i like that and again it's that rhyming it's that mirror that kind of always happens in in Star Wars stories. That that yeah, I'd I'd be super down for. No, super down. I'm down for, for that. Keeps in the nose in Genevieve because it always gets our brain working. Um, for sure. Two more from Instagram. We've got McNamara Jedi and Film Joe Twelve. So McNamara underscore Jedi, the best C three PO's memory holding something huge in relation to the story, which we alluded to earlier on. And worst, here we go. Ray is Han's daughter with another woman. Thank you, McNamara <laughs> Jedi, for validating one of my theories there. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> and uh, Film Joe 12, Top Man. The the Knights of Ren are the acolytes of, of the Beyond from Aftermath, which is something we've mentioned, he's mentioned in a previous question. Uh, they are a secret order that Snoke or secretly Plagueis formed after taking himself out of the game of riddles or deception he created in influencing Sifo Dias, Blypho Dias, to order the clone army decades before and cheating death at the hands of Palpatine and now Kylo. He's got different masters training different sectors across the galaxy in the unknown regions as he patiently does his bidding and waits until the right moment to exploit the galaxy. So he basically says he's equally responsible for the force striking back at him and Palpatine to create anarchy and the Chosen One. The Empire was ultimately a partnership between Master and Apprentice, kind of like the rule of two. So the key thing there is the Knights of Ren are the acolytes of the beyond for the aftermath um, that Snoke or Plagueis formed after he took himself out of the game, influenced Cypher Deus to... Uh, create the clone army and he cheated death at the hands of Palpatine and then Kylo because obviously Kylo killed Snoke who was Plagueis so um, the Knights of Ren being the acolytes of beyond I can see and it would also play into the idea I mentioned of Rith of Sabe 
Oh, Ray being a Sith spy earlier on. That, Riff. Uh, yeah, Riff and Say. <laughs> Ray Sith. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I like it. I like it. I like it. And again, right now, I don't think there's any reason why not. Right. And that's why this period is going to be so fun. So, and so it ties fun. ties to canon together as well, massively. Having the, yeah. the guys from Aftermath, that group from Aftermath, actually being in the Knights of Ren in episode nine, ties everything together brilliant. And that's what I want. Interconnection, For baby. Sure. For sure, for sure. And I mean, the key to all of this is not really building up your expectation. And there's this famous uh, saying that goes around. I know Star Wars explained on YouTube. Big shout out. Bill, we're big fans, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, he says this a lot. Speculate responsibly. And this leads us to one of our favorite people in the <laughs> whole galaxy. It's the key to we all got this. A brilliant, we got a brilliant voice message from the one, the only, Anthony, a rural farm boy. Let's hear it. How do you, Matt and Luke and other SWS listeners just like me, Star Wars Poetry, Miss Rose, Miss Katie, and everybody? Yep, it's Anthony, Rural Farm Boy. So this week, Maddie and Luke's talking theories about the rise of Skywalker. That story's coming. And I'm sure there's a great many, a greatly many more than what Yins will round up for the show. And I know just there'll be a bunch on the show. For myself, well, I don't do theories. If maybe you know me a little bit, things I say in that Twitterverse, maybe on other shows, I don't have any theories because it ain't my story to tell. I'm just going to do like Miss Katie said. I'm going to wait and be told this next story because as history's taught us through previous stories told, when folks are throwing out theories and ideas, and I know it can be fun for some. So long as you don't hold on to them, get latched onto them, and take them with you when you get told that story. Most times when folks are theorizing, it's kind of like chucking darts. Folks are just tossing away when it turns out the dartboard was behind you the whole time. <laughs> but nonetheless, we'll still give a listen and see what some folks got to say. And I'm sure there'll be a bunch of them that'll give us a good chuckle or two. So let's see what folks got to say. And give a listen. See you in my playlist. May the force be with you both. May the force be with us all. See you on the radio. <laughs> yes. And Anthony, you make my day, mate. We <laughs> love your voice messages. Legend. I think spot on, mate. Let's we shouldn't build up our theories so much that it rules our expectations and rules our feelings. For, for Star Wars films, right? And I think this is a lot of people's problems with with not not only Star Wars, but with films nowadays anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I wholeheartedly agree with that message. Um, and I, yeah, I, it still doesn't stop me from enjoying what people have to say. Of course, yeah. And from reading what people have to write about, right? Because, mate, some of those are so funny. They make my day. They're, I mean... From our segment earlier, they crack me up. What about you, Matt? What do you reckon? I, I agree. The problem with a lot of people had with things like The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens was because they had years of speculating and building up these theories in their head. What happened when when, when the story unfolded, which, and it wasn't what they thought it was going to be, that then people then prescribe that as being, well, it wasn't very good because this didn't happen and this didn't happen and Luke didn't pull Star Destroyers out of the sky and that old famous one. 
<laughs> it's fun to speculate. And look, we've just spent the whole episode speculating. And the reason we did it was because it's fun. It's a bit of a laugh. And it's, it's it can also be quite Good creative banter. as well. It's banter. Yeah. And it's creative with some of the ones we had on there, like from Genevieve, are actually quite good actually would be wicked really if good. it happened but yeah. I'm not going to go into the cinema or the theatre in December and sit down and think right those those theories I mentioned if they don't come true I'm going to tweet JJ right. something really bad it's just have a bit of fun and, but Anthony is like the he's the key to all this he's the man who calms everybody down and says you know have fun but you know don't take it too seriously one absolute legend, Anthony. Thank you for all your support on the show. And thank you to everyone for interacting with us and keeping us busy. Honestly, it means the world to us. And it helps our community more than you you know. Well, we do. We love, each and every one of you listens each and every week. It, it, it means the world to us. And we love hearing from you. We love chatting with you. And just being part of the fandom with you. So, yeah, we really, really appreciate it. And a shout out to Fly on the Wall podcast for some kind words in the last few days on Instagram. But one last bit of news. Uh, over here in the UK, we've got a little institution, you may have heard of it, a little thing called the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, I believe. <laughs> See, I've already forgotten what it stands for. But, that's um, it. No, that's it. <laughs> on, uh, on June the 19th, Luke and myself, or Star Wars Sessions, have been invited onto BBC, the BBC to talk about the podcast, so to talk about its inception, how we, how it came to be, our love for Star Wars. And it's going out live on Wednesday, June the 19th. The link is bbc.co.uk forward slash BBC Essex, E-S-S-E-X, all one word, at 7 o'clock next Wednesday, which is Wednesday the 19th. You can listen internationally. So if you want to hear us being interviewed by somebody else for once uh, on you know this national institution, then please please tune in. But it was a heck of a surprise to get the email and so bit of an honour as well. It's... Yeah, and and it's not, it's not possible without you listeners. It's not possible without our community. So... I can't wait to go on there and chat in the war, shoot the galactic breeze for the people of Essex, people of Britain. That's crazy. I know. It's crazy. So, yeah, there we go. And there's a pub a minute down the road, so we're going to get a pint as well. So we're going to have a, a, a chat and a pint. But, yeah, absolutely. Two, right. so, or blue milk, one of those. I don't know. Green milk. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tune in bbc.co.uk forward slash BBC Essex, Wednesday, June the 19th. Um, unfortunately you'll have to work that out in your own time zones because we now cover quite a few of them but it's uh, 7 o'clock GMT so work that out from your side listen in to us but we may play some snippets for you anyway so moving on to the to our favourite possibly segment of the entire podcast it's of course canon character spotlight the original and best me and Luke we get assigned a random character from all of canon so it could be a floor sweeper to a bartender to Luke Skywalker and we shine a little light on them so Luke who did you get for this week? Well, I have none other than Finch Dallow. I mean, everyone's heard of Finch Dallow, you know, right? Dow Dow Boy, yeah. Yeah, classic, classic Dow Boy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I think only British people will get that, that <laughs> yeah. reference. But yeah, Dow Boy. Okay, um, a male human who was a member of the Resistance Cobalt Squadron. Dallow served as the pilot of the Resistance bomber Cobalt Hang- Hammer during the Aterera campaign and later the evacuation of Dakar. During the evacuation, Dallow and the other pilots of the Resistance Navy's bombing squadron flew their bombers towards a Mandator uh, 4 class siege dreadnought, the Fulminatrix. After the other bombers were destroyed, the only chance the Resistance had was the hammer. Despite numerous attacks by enemy fighters, Dallow managed to get the bomber into optimum position over the Fulminatrix before the cockpit was destroyed by a TIE fighter, killing him. 
Another crew member, Paige Tico, managed to drop the bomber's payload, ultimately destroying the Fulminatrix, but killing her in the process when the crippled hammer dropped into the flames. Cobalt Squadron's sacrifice meant the, sa- the, meant the destruction of the Fulminatrix, allowing the Resistance to escape Dakar. Man, there are some tongue twisters in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it can't get much to more Star Wars. Again, no no Vader killings from me, sadly. Sorry, Matt. sorry mate. Matt. Um, I'm not sure we're going to get any from mine either. Uh... Oh, it's been like three weeks. So he appeared in Star Wars The Last Jedi and the Cobalt Squadron novel. Right, mine was Moloch. Moloch. <laughs> A male Grindelid. Grindelid, wasn't that the... Um, Fantastic Beast film recently, The Rise of Grindelid or something, who uh, who lived in the galaxy during the Imperial era. As a member of the Corellia-based White Worms gang, he made sure none of Lady Proxima's scrum rats worked against the Grindelid matriarch. Moloch was merciless and braver than most of the White Worms, being willing to go out of the sewers. Ooh, what a tough guy. But had to wear white armour to protect himself from solar radiation. He was present in the White Worms den when Han Solo was brought to Proxima after a failed mission and pursued Solo and Kira through the streets of Corellia as they escaped the den, looking for freedom off-world. Han and Kira were able to get to the departure station to leave Corellia, but as they were walking out, one of one of Moloch's thugs grabbed Kira and brought her to Moloch. The gate then closed so they could get Han, thus allowing Han to escape Corellia and leave them behind. The notable appearances were Solo, a Star Wars story, and the most wanted novel. So no, we, there was no Vader killing this episode. Luke, I I wholeheartedly apologise. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Maybe there's something that can cheer me up. I'd I'd certainly hope so. Well, maybe maybe our friend from Americaville, Curtis Smith, at Star Wars poet, can do it. I've got to say, Curtis wrote this poem on request. Basically, I said to him, Curtis, I know it's short notice. Can you any chance you can chuck together a poem to do anything to do with the rise of Skywalker? Because it would tie into the show so well, it would make us happy, and you're good enough to do it, basically. And within an hour or two, in the inbox, beep, he sent this uh, this poem. Legend. And here it is. The saga ends again. Another heroine in white, and we'll need Luke back. Am I right? And BB-8 will have to deal with a newer, cuter droid, I feel. Then there's Leia, I am trying, but Ray won't be alone in crying. Well, no one's ever really got- Wait! That isn't what I mean. Did I just hear Sheev Palpatine? Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. Curtis, that is spot on as well, that, especially the Palpatine mention at the end. Maybe we can get to a point where Curtis writes the opening crawl for the films, like a nice little limerick to start the Benioff and Weiss saga off. Just got a long time ago in a galaxy star far, far away, and then like four lines of this Curtis poem. Put it this way, always Curtis... Always a legend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd like to, if you could, <laughs> Curtis, if you could please use that as your social media handle now, that would be perfection. I know you've mentioned us in your well, social yes. media handle, and I'm very, we're very honoured that you do. So, Curtis, honestly, thank you so much for coming up with that in double quick time for the show, and it 
signed off to Rise of Skywalker Theory show so well. Let's call it the Rise of Speculation. But um, Oh, fire! That's yes. the episode, whatever we are now, 17, the Rise of Speculation. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But as we know, the fun doesn't end there because no one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Well, well, they can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions with an S on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a voice note or a cheeky message to our email address. And that's going to be at SWS at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's SWS at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Yes, please. We are on anchor.fm, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast. We're on there. And the BBC next week, don't forget, Wednesday 19th of June, 7 o'clock, BBC Essex. And if you love our show, please give us a good review wherever you do listen to your podcast because it really helps us out more than you know. Yeah, and please tell all of your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your local BBC guy, your local (laughs) radio guy. Tell the lot, tell your cousin, the more, the merrier. Yes, tell Moloch and Finch Dallow, Dallow Boy as well. This is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time from me, it's see ya, and from Luke. May the Force be with you, always. Too many of them. What are we going to do? Tell that to Country Club.